Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. I am your host, Sunny Vinuya, and I thank you once, once again for your continued patronage. We have a great guest tonight who will be joining us via Zoom uh, and will talk to us about banking. But let me start with, when you are thinking about opening a business, how do you determine which business to open? Good tips, right? I mean, sometimes when you think about it, I'm like, okay, what should I do? Well, here are some tips when deciding which business to start. I'm going to give credit to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. These are their tips. So number one, budget. You got to consider your budget to ensure that you can fund the project. Analyze your current financial situation. Consider other ways to raise capital. Do you have investors? Maybe you can get a loan. Uh, you can be creative with the loan. Can you just do a home equity credit line or a personal loan uh, versus doing an actual business loan through SBA? Or you can fundraise. Uh, investors, of course, will be good, but you have to find people that will believe in your product or your business. Create a financial plan to cover the cost of not just opening the business, but running it until you start making profit. I remember a story, you know, when I was uh, living in California, I, I really wanted to open an adult daycare center. But the, what I found out was the state can take up to three years before they inspect you, before you can take patients. But in those three years, you have to be completely um, staffed. Well, skeleton staff, but still minimum. And you have to have a place uh, up and running. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's going to cost a lot of money. <laughs> Rent, payroll, and, and, and insurance, everything. So you've got to consider all of those things. The second one, time and resources. Consider the amount of time and resources you will need to invest to get the business started. If you are working, because of course you cannot just quit your job unless you have a lot of funds, um, think about, okay, when am I going to have the time to, to do the stuff that I need to get this business started? Studies show, on average, it takes about two to three years before you become profitable as a company. During that time, you're going to be using your own resources, operation expenses, payroll expenses, and all that stuff. That's actually my personal experience. It took me three years before I got my business up and running. Think about other resources or even getting a partner. That would at least help you out. You share the cost. Um, if you have multiple partners, it gets even better. Number three, scalability. Consider 
the future of your business? Does your business idea meet customer demands? Can you consistently deliver the product or the service day in, day out? That's a huge thing. Uh, once you start doing what you do or selling what you sell, your clients will expect the exact same thing, and you have to be consistent all the time. Will the business continue to meet customer needs and standards as it grows? So those are some of the things that you think of. How often does your business have to be reevaluated or adjusted over time? So is it a business that just meets a certain need now? Okay, if that's, that's fine, but maybe two or three years from now, can you evolve into something else or can you add other products that you can sell or do? Number four would be market size and demand. Research your target market. How can your business if uh, business solve a client's issue? That's pretty much the demand there, right? Okay, so let's see. You you have uh, a medical AR collection company. All right, you are meeting the demand of doctors' offices that don't want to go after their own ARs. So they'll hire accounts receivable ARs. So they'll have to hire a, an outside company like yours to do it for them. Okay, that's great. Now, can you consistently do that day in, day out? There you go. Research your competition and learn marketing or uh, their marketing strategy or, or strategy itself, pretty much. What makes your competition so great? What do they do well? You can take a little bit of it and then incorporate your own as well. And it's always good to borrow best practices, right? You must answer, is there more competition than demand? That's the thing about business. If there's more competition than demand, then maybe that's not a very good business to go into because it's very tough if you already have competitors, less demand. But if there's a lot of demand, not a lot of these of your particular service or product, then go for it. Number five, your industry ex expertise. You know, I always tell people to start a business in something that you're good at. Um, you can learn other things later on, but it's always advantageous that when you start something, it's something that you know very well. So if you're in the medical field, somewhat medical related, or if you're in IT, then start an IT business. Don't go from medical and then you're opening a restaurant. I mean, you can do that too, but it requires a lot, of, a lot more work, of course. It's important to have a basic knowledge of the industry that you're in or that you're looking to get into. Learn. Check industry standards or competition. I'll give you a couple of stories. So a, a, a friend of mine wanted to open a, a, nurse, a skilled nursing facility. Uh, but she's a developer, so she's, she, she's not had an experience in this realm. She learned, she took so many classes, but even with that, she knew she had limitations as she's never worked in the field. So she hired an outside company to run her skilled nursing facility for her, which I thought was a very smart move. Um, but she was has some knowledge, so at least she can do some checks and balances. There you go. A, a, a different one would be... Um, I have a dentist um, uh, before who wanted to open their own dental practices, and he never owned his own dental practice. So even though he was working for somebody, working for a, a successful practice already, the, 
the standards for that is very different than when you're opening a new one. So you need to learn the industry standards for a brand new dental office. That would be the more realistic figure versus one that's already up and running. That's very important. Uh, brainstorm on how you can make an impact or what will set you apart. Dental office, if you're a dentist, okay, there's a lot of dentists already. What will set you apart from others? If you're a retail store, same thing. Are you going after a particular niche? Or if, if it's a general product, okay, what will make people come to you instead of X company? So take relevant classes. That's one of the examples that I did. Or do research or even hire a consultant to learn more about the business. Here's a good one. Earn a degree or certificate to get more credibility. Right? So um, when you're looking for a well, that's of course, if you want a doctor, you look for somebody who has a degree in MD. But for example, if you're going to a restaurant and you have a well-known chef, it gives more credibility to that restaurant, right, than just a nobody that cooks well. So number six would be passion and interest. Great ideas usually come from either an interest or a passion. Need to have that passion to be able to endure uh, the sacrifices that you will need to move forward with your business. It's not easy for everybody to start a business. Like I said, sometimes it would take two to three years before it even takes off. It's your passion and your belief that this business is really going to work that's going to keep you going instead of just giving up. Hire uh, or partner with somebody or people that have the same passion as you. You know, when you have a partner that believes in the product or the service that you're doing, then there's two of you that's marketing it out there. It's Your chances of being more successful is even better. When you hire the key people that you have that love your company and you know their, their interest is to really advance it, that makes a huge difference. That passion can help you endure the hard times. Make a lifestyle choice. You know, going into business, you have to be prepared. It's going to be 24-7. It's a 24-7 commitment, pretty much. Does it fit your lifestyle? I, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, when we were still living in California, we wanted to open an adult daycare. We were, my wife and I were dead set in opening a business, and we said, okay, does it fit our lifestyle now? Our kids were small at that time. And um, what we did was we interviewed different people. Uh, we pivoted from an adult daycare to maybe just o opening a, uh, a group home. And her aunt had six group homes, so we interviewed her aunt and said, hey, okay, tell us about uh, owning this business. Um, when was the last time that you had vacation? One of the things that we wanted to do was take a vacation with our kids every year. And they said, wow, we've never had one together since we opened the business because all one of us would always stay back to make sure that the business is running. So, okay, that was strike one. You know, when was the last time you had a vacation with your kids or at least go out with your kids? How about coming home at night? Things like that were factored in. And because our kids were small, we were like, okay, maybe this is not the right time for us yet. So we waited until the kids were bigger before venturing into a business. So. Those are things that you really must consider when you're um, thinking about opening a business. A business, a lifestyle choice, definitely is a big one.
All right. Hopefully those tips help you. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I'm going to be in Zoom as well because I interviewed our next guest via Zoom. Uh, So when we get back, we're going to talk about banking. This is your Filipino radio experience in Las Vegas. PHLV Radio. PHLV Radio. Welcome back. Now, it's our guest segment time. And uh, I've got one of my good friends joining me. She was supposed to join us two weeks ago when we were talking about banking and why it's so (laughs) important to have a good relationship. But anyway, we have her tonight. She's one of the best bankers I know. Very good friend of mine. Her name is Vivani. Vivani, how are you? Fine. Thank you, Sonny. And thank you for having me. No problem. So Vivani is with Nevada State Bank, my previous employer. Me and Vivani actually started there together. Very good community bank, but I'm going to let Vivani do all the talking. So V, tell us about Nevada State Bank. Well, thank you. Um, I've been working with Nevada State Bank for about 15 years now. So what makes us a great bank? Firstly, we have been serving Nevadans for more than 16 years. We have customized financial solutions to enhance the economic opportunity and prosperity for our clients. Secondly, we are voted consistently best in state by our communities. Thirdly, we believe in establishing a relationship with our clients and leaving our core values to deliver our banking services. And lastly, our bankers are dedicated to our community and we offer local leadership and decision-making. Awesome. V, tell us, tell us, what is the advantage of banking with a community bank like Nevada State Bank versus the other big nationwide banks? So at Nevada State Bank, we are focused on building long-term relationships with our clients. And while this is a key characteristic for smaller community banks, at Nevada State Bank, we also have all the products, services, and technology of a big bank. Very good. Now, I've always talked to, you know, in my show, I've always advised people, you need to have a trusted circle. And one of them really is having a trusted banker. So tell me, why is it so important for a business owner to have a trusted banker in their side? You know, every year we send out our small business survey. Uh, We ask our business owners how important their relationship is um, with their banker. This year, 88% of them responded somewhat to very important. Last year, it was over 90%. So knowing your banker and the ability to connect with your banker was critical, especially during the pandemic. Um, At Nevada State Bank, we were able to process over 6,000 PPP loans. And that's the result of our bankers working with clients 24-7. And we know how important your finances is to your life and to your business. You want to be able to reach the banker who can you can have a conversation with when you need it. It matters where you bank, and more importantly, I think it matters who you bank with. Very good. Now, tell me. So, this is off the cuff question. So, for example, um, if I I'm applying for a credit line, or I, I'm actually applying for a liquor license. I could easily call you, right, and say, hey, I, I, I just need a letter that confirms that I'm a, I'm a client. Oh, yes, of course, definitely. 
And our website has all the resources and information. Um, so please visit our website at nsbank.com um, slash business for additional information. Okay. Well, I do want to talk about other products that banks offer. But before we do that, uh, let me ask you real quick. So generally, what type of business or, or paperwork do we need uh, to come in when we come in to open an account for a general account? So depending on how the business is structured and how is it filed with the Secretary of State. So for an LLC, we require an Articles of Organization. Uh, for a corporation, we require an Articles of Incorporation. Uh, for sole proprietorship, we require a fictitious firm name. And of Very course, tax ID number. Okay. So I, I, I'm going to assume that it's advisable to have all of that before we come in to open the account, right? Yes, definitely. <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about other deposit, other products that the banks offer that's not accounts related. Okay. So we'll be right back. Just like a friend from back home. This is your Filipino radio experience in Las Vegas. PHLV Radio. Okay, we're back. So now let's talk about some other products. You know, there are other products that uh, most people don't realize or most business owners don't realize that banks offer. And some of them are really good products. Um, v, tell me about some of these products, uh, treasury management products, for example, like remote deposit. What does remote deposit do? So remote deposit allows businesses to deposit checks electronically using a desktop scanner or mobile service. So you can do this in the convenience of your own home or your office without having to go to the bank. That's that's very convenient. So does that mean I can deposit even after five o'clock? Exactly. And will be credited on that same day or after midnight. Now, you know, fraud is so prevalent nowadays. And I know criminals usually target business owners because they know that they usually have to have money in the account. Um, I've heard of the product, of course, that uh, the uh, positive pay. So how does positive pay help protect business owners? So with positive pay, it's a fraud detection solution that helps pr protect you from check fraud and unauthorized electronic transactions. Um, nowadays, and I think Nevada is the leading, um, it's leading in fraud cases right now. And wow. the, yes, definitely. And check washing is becoming a trend again. So think of this as an insurance um, to your accounts. Wow, check washing is back again, huh? Yes. Jeez. All right. So I'm sure there's there are other products. And when you make an appointment with Bravani, or I'm sure she can bring in an expert to talk about other things that what I wanted people to realize is there are products that the banks offer that you could definitely use for your businesses. So anyway, Viv, so lastly, tell us, what would you, what's your best advice for business owners when they're looking for a banking relationship? You know, Sunny, I think my biggest advice is to empower um, our business clients to shop around. It's an important decision and you want to be comfortable. Uh, check out the products and services, uh, bring your business plan, and your current banking information, 
because a good business banker will review and let you know the best way they can serve you. And also when you're shopping for a bank, you want a bank that offer beyond the transactions. Um, for example, earlier I, earlier I mentioned we have the annual small business survey, and we also provide a monthly economic briefing in addition to that. So we have an entire website offering resources and information to our business community. So again, it's about, it's about providing education and resources above and beyond the account transactions. Awesome. Ravani, thank you so much. Next time, we want you back and maybe you could bring one of your lenders so we can talk about loans next time, like the different types of loans that uh, business owners can, can get from Nevada State Bank, if that's okay. Oh, yes, absolutely. Thank you. Now tell us, where's your branch and how can people reach you if they need banking? Well, thank you for asking us, Sunny. I'm located here at the Lakes Branch. We're um, located at West Sahara and Cimarron. So they can call me at 702-706-9201. All right, Vivani, thank you so much. Have a great evening. Thank you for having me. Just like a friend from back home. This is your Filipino radio experience in Las Vegas. PHLV Radio. Welcome back. Well, that was a great segment. I'm back from Zoom. So my third segment, you know what that is. It's roadmap time. <laughs> All right. So we left off with tax stuff the last time. We're going to tackle two this time. The first one would be hiring people. So of course, when you're hiring people, there's the traditional way of looking for people, right? There's the you, you know, you're, you're going to look for people by putting up a sign, asking people that you know um, that, that you're hiring. But there are also different ways of hiring people. You can go through an agency. Now, if you click on the, on the hiring part of the roadmap and you scroll down, there's, there's going to be different agencies like Job Connect, Workforce Connections, uh, Silver State Works. Uh, Nevada Grow. These are some of the, the the entities that you can get help on when you're looking for people to hire. Now, uh, you can also go through it using the web now. There's a lot of different web search uh, platforms that help with hiring. Indeed, even LinkedIn. You can you can look for people through that. Another way would be hiring a staffing agency. Um, you can hire a staffing agency to look for people for you. Especially nowadays, it's actually one of the biggest challenges that we have as small business owners, um, the lack of workforce that's out there. So finding workers is very, very important. Now, also within hiring people, there's a lot of things that you need to find out or to know when you're going to be hiring people for the first time. So for example, employment loss. Do you, you know, do you need, you need to know about state or federal rules on wages, payments and overtime, workers' compensation, occupational safety, 
there's a bunch of stuff that if you don't have, you might get in trouble. So if you click on that hiring people again and look to that right side, there are different entities that you can get these information, like Department of Labor. You've got a State of Nevada Division of Industrial Relations. There's uh, the Labor Commission. Um, and there, there's even a Nevada Workplace Posters where you can order the posters that you need. You might need to know the difference between an employee versus an independent contractor. So the IRS would be a good one for that. So make sure you check this out. You want to make sure that you're always in compliance. And um, yeah, there you go. So that is for hiring people. Now let's go back and now we're going to hit certifications and contracts. So what is a certification? It's a formal acknowledgement by an authorized entity that your business has a certain status or compliance to define standards. Certifications, we've mentioned this in the past, can help a business qualify for a preferential bidding process, compete for public or private sector procurements, or gain access to additional capital. Here in Nevada, there are several entities that can help you understand and acquire certifications as well as being uh, as well as identify business opportunities related to them so when you click on certifications and contracts on the roadmap it will you can click on getting certified and on the right side it will give you the different entities that help on the left it tells you the different certifications that you can have so, for example, you can be a DBE, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, Airport Concession Disadvantaged Business, business Enterprise, Small Business Enterprise. There's a Minority Business Enterprise, Woman-Owned Small Business. And a lot of these will be able to help you so you can gain contracts from RTC, from the Harry Reid Airport, for example. Uh, so there is a process of getting certified. If you need help with that, please give the studio a call, get my number. We can help you with that, definitely. We can connect you to the people that can help you through the certification process. But this will open doors for you. You know, a lot of minority businesses would always tell me, Sunny, I want to be able to get contracts with um, you know, the airport, for example. Well, the first question is, why well, are you certified? Because, yeah, we can get you in front of them, but the first thing that they're going to expect is for you to be a certified business owner. Um, here's a good example. Uh, before the pandemic, the NFL came here because they were going to do the NFL draft here in, in Las Vegas. And the NFL um, gathered the chamber heads and said, okay, bring me some of the businesses that you think can qualify, can get, can be able to provide this particular services, they gave us a list for the NFL draft. And we actually had a few businesses from the chamber that did. But the first thing that they had to do, get certified. And finally, they realized the importance of being certified because you never know, the opportunity might come up just like that. The Golden Knights did the same thing. You needed to be certified. So getting certified is a huge thing. Finding contracts, say that's on the same button pretty much so contracts so there are different classes web uh, certification classes pretty much that you can take 
so you're you're able to get contracts from the government or different entities so if you click on that on finding contracts they're going to tell you right there it's going to identify for you it's public sector procurement solicitations at the local state and federal government level this will be able to if you click on that it would tell you okay if you want to do work for let's say NDOT they'll be able to tell you exactly what you need to do to be able to become a vendor for NDOT and then it will hopefully it can teach you the different contracts that it would take and then you'll be able to um, follow it and apply for it when it becomes open there's going to be one hot one coming this summer um, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of the cannabis lounges there's going to be a procurement process for that so if you're interested uh, they are actually making sure that minorities will have to be can get ownership for these lounges so if you're interested let me know or come come summer we'll 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 get that process for you so you can get some help all right that is our show for tonight you know i I told you a lot that i'm not very creative but my my wife gave me an idea and i was hoping that to launch this for april uh, for the whole month we can have what it's called a success month i was thinking that our guest for those weeks in april would be successful either business owners or people that have been successful in their craft in different industries let's bring him in let's talk to them let's find out what kind of secrets they have what made them so successful and let's see if we can get best practices from them all right so till next monday see you then good night lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.